Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner. I am your rock chenier. We're here at Coffee Connections, insights with innovators. Welcome back. Uh, again, we're starting up, kicking things back into our season. Uh, and we've got a great guest. I'm going to tell you about our two guests, I should say, uh, that are going to be joining us here in just a moment. Uh, but greetings from Atlanta. March is booked out completely. We've got Burt's Big Adventure, Georgia Lions Lighthouse, the Hispanic Alliance of Georgia, the uh, ATL Collective, the music organization, uh, AG Rhodes, Jewels with a Purpose, which is taking us a little off of our innovative with nonprofits, but actually providing nonprofits with a very valuable tool for your auctions. So you, if you're a nonprofit, that's one to come back and tune into for sure. Uh, closing out the month with first step staffing. So uh, lots in store uh, and we'll be telling you all about April and May coming up here as well. But let's kick things off and share all about today's guests. And today we've got Brie Payne and our president-elect Elizabeth Finch with Good Muse. Now let me tell you about Good Muse. Now Good Muse, they're one of the, they were established in 1988 and they are one of the few virtually cage-free, no-kill shelters in the state of Georgia. Now, while Good Muse receives no government funding, the continued success uh, relies solely from individual and local businesses uh, and their financial donations. Plus, they've got the help of over 400 dedicated volunteers. So let's uh, bring them into the fold here, uh, and we're going to learn all about what they've got going on. I'm excited to... Uh, Welcome them here, and just like that, we're going to make them appear. Bree, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was good. Nice to see you all. Color coordinating with your office there. <laughs> Before, we get... <laughs> Before we get kicking into everything, let me ask you, are you coffee drinkers? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and what's the chance you got a coffee mug? Pretty good chance right here. Ah, what's, what do we got there? Well, we are we are on theme, and I will give a shameless plug to Cool Beans Coffee Roasters in Marietta, which is my favorite. Um, but I actually got this because it has cats on it, and they are in little astronaut suits. Astronaut suits. I like that. They're cat-stronauts. <laughs> cat-stronauts. Uh, you do love them to the moon and back, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, coffee. Uh, what, what kind of roast do we like at the office? I'm a big cold brew drinker. I love cold brew. And Elizabeth? I like, I like just about anything. I like iced coffee. I cannot drink hot coffee in the summer. So uh -huh. pretty much from March through October, um, I've got some iced coffee. All right. Now let's let's talk something very serious here. We're going iced coffee, okay? Yeah. Uh, What's your what's your true feelings on the cold press? That's just like a little bit of uh, coffee that you put into ice and then you add the water. A little bit of ice and then add the water. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, like the concentrated coffee that all you got to do is add the water. Oh, no, I don't really do that. You know, I did that when it got viral on TikTok and everyone was doing the whipped coffee. Uh -huh. I was you doing that. Were you? I was. Were you? No, I typically make my own. I th that's that's why I get my coffee beans fresh roasted, and I have to grind them myself. So yeah, and local, I like that. Yeah. What was it? Cool beans, you said. Cool beans yeah. uh, in Marietta. 
Yeah, they're on the square in Marietta. So they they roast their they roast all of their own beans like two to three times a week. They've got the roaster going, and so they've got mm. a great house blend that I usually get called Da Vinci Espresso. It's their espresso blend. And I love that you're on theme. We've got a cat, folks that are listening on uh, the podcast and not the video here. There's a cat in the background cleaning him or herself. Absolutely. <laughs> it's bath time also. Yes. yes it is. All right. Well, you know, all this talk about cats, I'm going to go ahead and leave the picture here. And please tell everyone about Good Muse. So as you've already told everybody, you know, we were founded in 1988 uh, by Gloria Skeen Cornell. And she started all of this in her little town home. Um, so we have very humble beginnings and we have grown over 34 years into our very own built from the ground up 5,500 square feet facility. So we were able to build this entirely in the way that we need to use it for the cats. We've got a large kitten room. We've got adult cat rooms. We've got special needs suites. Um, and then the other side, we've got our surgical suite and we've got intake. We've got isolation for when kitties are sick. But the only time that they are ever caged is when they come in intake. We have a small little quarantine period to, to vet them and make sure that they are healthy, no communicable diseases or issues. And then they come into our main general population. And the only other time that we've got them caged is if they are in isolation where they, you know, if they've come down with a little upper respiratory infection or they're, or they're sick or they need, they need to be away from, from the, uh, from the other kitties. All right. Excellent. So let's, uh, let's start, let's start from the top here. Where do they, where are you getting the cats from? Uh, where are they, where's the majority coming from? We get them from all over. A lot of times we will visit, um, high capacity animal control facilities where the cat's lives are, are, are potentially in danger for time and space because those are open admission facilities is what we call, which means that they cannot be turned away. Um, we do get a lot from the community. We have some that occasionally come in through our community cat program and then through community members. Um, we also answer calls for hoarding situations, um, and then also disaster situations. So you will occasionally find us hoofing it down to the coast, maybe to even Louisiana, um, to the coast of Georgia, to help those shelters down in those areas clean out their facilities in order to make room for displaced animals, for example, when a hurricane is on its way. Right. Um, and, and what's the maximum amount of uh, cats you have at any given time? It's usually about 100, give or take. And then we also generally have anywhere from another 25 to 50 in foster, especially during kitten season. And what, what is kitten season? <laughs> Do you want to take so, this one? Kitten season is um, in the springtime of every year where cats are tangoing more frequently and litters of kittens are being born. So everyone's a little cold and not willing to move around in the wintertime, but in the springtime, we see more kittens be born um, in the community. So it's, um, it's a big time for spay and neuters and to get it on the start of that before the population kind of goes out of whack. And when can a cat get neutered or spayed? Uh, about what age? About eight weeks. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Just, you know. They have to be two pounds. Okay. And are you um, setting up clinics or are, they, or are you just inviting folks to bring their cats to you all? So something exciting that we are announcing today, 
being World Spay Day. Um, and for those that aren't familiar in the cat world, World Spay Day is an annual awareness day. It aims to encourage people in the community to get their cats spayed or neutered. And that's February 22nd, what Georgia recognizes. And then also other states and around the world is all recognized. Uh, something exciting that we haven't done before at Good Muse is open up our surgical suite to the public for public spay and neuters. And that's happening today. So right now on our website, members in the community can book an appointment to do a low cost, high quality um, spay and neuter here at Good Muse for either the cats that they own or any cats within their community. Um, and we'll take care of it. And that's something we're really grateful to have with an on-site vet and the ability to do that. That's something donations from the community and from individuals helped us build and welcome back in 2018. And now we've hit the time where we can expand a little bit more. Oh, outstanding. And that's good. G-O-O-D-M-E-W-S dot org for those listening. Yes. Um, wow. that's uh, So congratulations. I, I didn't realize today was a special day and honored to have you on the show for such a such a, a day. It's a really exciting day. It's a, it's a big day for us here. Yeah. And just a, 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 on an annual basis, though, I mean, there's a, if someone if, let's let's backtrack a little bit. If someone wants a cat, uh, obviously they shouldn't go to a pedigree. Uh, how, what would bring someone to you all? How would the, What's the process for someone that's interested in getting a cat? Should we take that? You take that one. Okay. So our adoption process is really pretty simple. It is thorough, but it is as simple as we can we can possibly make it while still protecting our cats. Um, you would just, we are open to the public for adoption Saturdays and Sundays, Saturdays 10 to 4 and Sundays 1 to 4, and then by appointment on the weekdays. And it's really simple. There's just a small survey to fill out. And what that does is that allows your adoption counselor to help pair you with a cat that's going to, that's going to be a good fit for both of you, for both your family and the cat. Um, we have all different types of personalities. So you have some cats that fit better as only cat households. You have some that are bonded and have to go together. Um, you have some that um, don't do quite as well with kids. And then you have some others who really need to be with children and you have some with special needs. So it's, it's really a matter of making a proper fit so that it will be a really the best situation possible for both our kitties and your families. And there's a lot of uh, different organizations out there. For starters, uh, do you work with these other uh, organizations, humane societies and what have you? We frequently do, actually. Yes, we frequently do. You know, not, not so much in a formal sense, but we're all out here to accomplish the same purpose. And it always works better when we can work together. So there are frequently times when we will work with other organizations. One such instance is best friends atlanta so best friends is a huge national organization but their atlanta hub here they have started taking on some transport services and especially to from florida up north so we actually kind of serve as a little bit of a kitty hotel and mm. they will stop over here and we have cages all set up all in the hallway and we let their kitty cats um stay here for a night until they're ready to complete their travel the next day so we do that. We help um, 
we go in with other organizations on some hoarding situations, disaster situations, because it's always it's always better and we can always accomplish more when when we do work together. That's fantastic. And it makes a lot of sense, especially as the uh, tragedies are, are on the horizon. We see a hurricane coming. I mean, that's always a always a big deal getting animals uh, cared for in those situations. What what would you say separates you, though, from these other organizations? What's something that makes makes a uh, good muse unique? Do you want to take that one? <laughs> I'll take that one. Okay. What makes good muse unique? And that's something that I found when I first came into the business here is the fact that the cats are happy and they're healthy before they get adopted. They are socialized with humans. We have multiple volunteer opportunities that are all there for the cat's best interest, whether that's socialization, taking care of them, making sure they're happy, making sure they're healthy before they're adopted. That way, when the adoption counselors work with those that are interested in adopting a kitty, not only are we looking out for the family to get the best cat and the cat get the greatest home, but every cat that's leaving here is happy and healthy. And I think that's pretty important. Uh, we're very grateful to be a shelter that has an on-site veterinarian, actually two, one handling spay neuters checkups, the other one doing checkups and dental work too. And that's something to say um, about it. Just the care and the level of care that everyone has for these cats to have and find their forever home is just incredible. And talk a little bit about some of the other programming you all have that take place there. Because you mentioned on the uh, before we went live something about yoga and um, other programs. Yeah, so we host Yoga with Cats twice a month where we have a small group come in. You can register for it online and see the dates. Small group comes in. We can see actually behind me is the big cat room. We're actually, for those that are watching on video, we're sitting in the kitten room, which is separate from the main cat area. Um, those that are participating in yoga come in. They bring their yoga mats. We have a yoga instructor on site, and we do yoga in the cat room with the cats. And... To what Elizabeth has said, it gets, you know, humans on the levels of the cats, gets them on the same level, really helps with the socialization. Cats really love to lounge on a good yoga mat. So it's um, kind of therapeutic in a way, too. You get a little animal well, love, get a little yoga in. But I, I, if I understand correctly, they hate downward dog. <laughs> it is not. We, that, that phrase is not allowed here. It's downward cat. <laughs> it's downward cat. Okay, yeah. Uh, we also have a program called Reading with Cats, where hmm. we uh, welcome in students that are of elementary age. Maybe they're working on reading chapter books or getting more confident of reading out loud. Children and their parents can come in here and have the time to sit down in a quiet space with the cats and read to the cats to help them better um, sharpen their skills of reading out loud. And the cats pretty enjoy it, too. They'll sit in your lap and listen to a good story. Yeah, it's that's also great socialization for our cats. It it kind of helps some of our cats who maybe haven't been around children a whole lot get used to them and prepare them for all different kinds of homes. And it also, again, they're little beings that get on their level also, so they feel a little bit more comfortable and maybe less threatened than than a large human standing over them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's great. Now all these programming and and vet clinic assistance and cleaning up after the cats uh, takes money. Uh, and on the beginning here, I mentioned that you are a nonprofit, but you don't receive big government grants. So wh where does your primary funding come from? 
largely primarily individual donors. Um, we do have different fundraising events throughout the year, of course, but again, individual donors. Um, and, and we do do everything that we can to also get what grants we are able to. Um, we were able to start our community cap program with a great grant that we were able to get to, to kind of fund the first year of that. But everything else has been, we have, we have the absolute best supporters that you could ever wish for. And they really love Good Muse. And I think if, if, you, if you could take a tour inside here, which you can also do virtually, we have a virtual tour on our website. And that will give you an idea of exactly how we care for the cats. And you can really see where our money goes. We're also very transparent about where our money goes. We have an annual report that's done every year, an independent audit that we do post. Um, we have our new strategic plan on the website. So I really feel like donors feel comfortable donating to us because they know where their money goes and they know that it's it's really truly going to a good cause and folks you can go to goodmuse.org you can make a donation there uh and i definitely appreciate the support uh what are some of the fundraising events that you all have um anything anything that's super innovative a couple of our big ones this is this one's kind of interesting we um i believe it's our third largest fundraiser is actually strut your mutt and you heard that right it is a dog walk <laughs> and we are all cats so this is an event that's actually put on by best friends the last two have been virtual but they have held them in atlanta they held them in atlanta for the, the first four years <clears throat> anticipated from the start um, we have actually won every single one except for one that has been held uh, citywide Hmm. So that's the, the only one to ever beat us was um, Jason Flatt's organization, which is uh, um, Friends of the Forlorn. It's a, it's a pit bull organization, which is fantastic, by the way. We absolutely love him. He's, he's, a good, he's a great friend of Good Muse, does fantastic work. But he's the only one that's ever beat us, and that was the only year he participated. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, another one of our big fundraisers is our annual gala that's always in the fall every year we have had to cancel the last two of those um, unfortunately due to COVID, of course um, we are hoping to be able to put that on this year and we have a different theme every year uh, we just kind of have a great little throwdown. sometimes it's formal sometimes it's very casual it just kind of depends on what theme we're going with Mm -hmm. And so that's another one of our big ones. And we do, we do very well on giving Tuesday also. So a lot of it is a lot of it really happens during the fall. Um, and everything that we have throughout the rest of the year are usually smaller fundraisers that really, really add up to a lot. And then we have individual appeals that go out to our donors. That's wonderful. Sounds like a, a great community support base and uh, staff wise. I mean, do you have a lot of hired staff or is it pretty much all volunteer run? Well, since we have grown in the last, we have, we have just had an explosion of growth really in the last three years, two and a half to three years now. So our staff has grown. It has been adding a good deal of cat care with bringing in our community cat program in 2019 um, and into 2020. We had to pilot that. We had to hire some additional staff. So we have a community cat program coordinator at this point. Um, and a lot of those up till now has really been directed toward direct care. And Bree is our most recent hire. 
to come on and do the marketing and really to help us expand because we're really pretty well known throughout East Cobb, but we really want to be able to get our name out even further than that because we have plans. We want to come into a lot of the neighborhoods that do not know us yet and be able to help with a lot of the underserved communities um, and provide start providing low cost spay and neuter, low cost services. Um, and all of that is available on our website under our strategic plan. And you can see the plans that we've got for the next one to three years and five to 10 years. We've got, we've got a lot of growth underway that we're very excited about. And we're excited to have, to have Bree on here to help us really expand our presence. Awesome. Well, it sounds excellent. Wonderful work that you all do. And I love that you have such a direction for growth that you're not just, you know, stagnant there. And um, before we close things out, uh, is there anything we didn't talk about that maybe you wanted to bring up? Anything coming up or anything you want to share? Anything you wanted to share? Let's see. No, just visit the website. There's a lot of great things going on right now between Yoga with Cats, Reading with Cats, our newly announced as of today, spay and neuter appointments open to the public. There's a lot of great resources just on our website. Maybe you have a cat and you're looking for some good pointers, or maybe you just want a good feel-good read and read about a cat who found their forever home and has a successful story. We have all of that on our website and a little bit of everything for everyone. Awesome. And again, that's good muse, good M-E-W-S.org. Uh, before I let you go, I always uh, ask my guests uh, to if there's a, another guest they want to invite to be on the show uh, looking for Atlanta nonprofit innovators in our area. Is there anyone that you'd like to recommend to be on Coffee Connections? Absolutely. I would highly recommend uh, Sherry Cahill from Silver Comet Welfare Alliance. So Sherry is the founder and she runs a fantastic organization. It is a great resource, especially for smaller rescues across the entire state. Um, she serves as, as a resource and to provide help and empowerment to, to really help these smaller, more rural rescues progress toward making Georgia no kill. Um, and she's just, she's got some fabulous ideas. She's got, she's got a fabulous mission to really bring rescues together because so much of rescue is, is individual work and it can be very lonely. And especially when you're, when you're thinking about those smaller rural places where everything is much further apart, um, she works to really bring those together and help them out and, and give them the resources that, that they need to, to empower them. Awesome. Yeah, I would all appreciate the introduction. That sounds like a great guest. Uh, thank you both for your time. Again, goodmuse.org, M-E-W-S.org. Make a donation, check out the site, and keep up the great work. Folks, we'll see you all next week, and thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.